0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is
1: the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League, presented by United Dairy Farmers.
0: The Reds are on the radio.
1: The Hot Stove League is brought to you by the Holy Grail Banks Tavern and Grill, NORCOM, your audiovisual information technology solutions provider, NORCOM.com, JTM Food Group. Let's create great dishes together. Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, and by MSA Design design, create, innovate. The Reds Hot Stove League is brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet, home of lifetime powertrain protection and guaranteed credit approval. From our family to yours, for life, visit KelseyChev.com. rnl Carriers, your global transportation provider. Visit RLC.com today. And by United Dairy Farmers, UDF now makes donuts in our new family bakery from our own recipe. The
2: Reds are on the radio. Now the
1: Hot Stove League on the Reds Radio Network on 700 WLW
2: focus tonight has
3: been Trevor Bauer. Well, the numbers have been awfully good for Bauer this year. Trevor Bauer has been the best
4: pitcher on the planet. The bottom line, the numbers don't
0: lie. We're looking at a man driven tonight. Swing and a miss. Bauer with filthy stuff. Look at Bauer's to lose. When he gets two strikes already, he's pretty much unpittable. You're looking, that is the NL
3: Young Award winner Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer, is that kind of guy. I think he's got the stuff. The guy can flat out pitch. I think this kid is capable of doing anything. Trevor, do you feel like You have cemented yourself as the Cy Young winner. I don't see how you can see it any other way. Trevor Bauer, the guy that we will be talking about a lot this afternoon. Well, I guess it's evening time this evening. Welcome into the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. With Jim Day, I am Tommy Thraw. Great to be with you to talk Reds baseball over the next hour. And we will find out tonight whether or not Trevor Bauer is indeed the National League Cy Young Award winner. We'll visit with Reds pitching coach Derek Johnson, also assistant pitching coach and director of pitching. Caleb Cotham will be on with us this evening as well, Jim, uh, an exciting day because tonight be- this isn't just this isn't just a, a great award for Trevor Bauer. This is a great award for the Reds organization. They have never had a National League Cy Young.
0: They've never had a Cy Young Award winner. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it really is the storied history of the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I have the feeling that tonight is the night I- and I'm excited about this show because anytime and, and I'm not just trying to blow smoke here. Uh, I would tell you, or I just wouldn't say anything uh, if it was otherwise. But Derek Johnson, every time he meets the media or I speak to him or whatever, I learn something. He's one of the most fascinating baseball people I have ever talked to, so I'm looking forward to this. I am as well, and uh, I I just generally
3: like talking pitching, and this is about as good of a guy as you Mm -hmm. can find to talk pitching with. And uh, we welcome in now Reds pitching coach Derek Johnson. Derek, learn us something today.
4: How you guys doing? Um, That's high praise, and um, now I I figure I'm going to let you guys down, and it's not going to be worth anything. So, uh, thanks, Jim. Appreciate that. (laughs) He set the
3: (laughs) he he set the bar awfully high, but he's not wrong. He
4: he really did, and I'm not sure I'm I'm uh, ready to do that, but we'll see.
3: (laughs) Well, I guess if you just uh, if if you blow the interview today, you don't have to worry about us having you back on. So yeah, perfect. It it could save you some time. No. Uh, we know that's not going to happen. Let's let's talk some pitching. And uh, the, Trevor Bauer, obviously, is the guy that we're going to be talking about a lot tonight because we will find out in the next, uh, really, 30 minutes or so uh, whether or not he is uh, the Cy Young Award winner for the National League. Uh, talk about how you handle a pitcher like that because he is a guy that is so special in so many different ways, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that he is very good at being his own pitching coach. Uh, so, what is it that stands out to you about him, and, and and how do you work with a guy like that 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 has so much knowledge of, of their own abilities and uh, what makes them go?
4: Yeah, great, great question, a great one to start off with, and that was actually the first thing I was going to say. Is like the the easy part uh, is, is Trevor, you know, really is his best pitching coach. I mean, um, I think he he understands. Things about himself and, and things about the game and things about, about pitching that, you know, obviously pitching coaches get paid money to, to try to teach other guys. I think he already knows a lot of that. So, you know, really from the beginning and, you know, you have to go back all the way to, to 2019 when we picked him up uh, at the deadline. You know, the, the, kind of the first thing for me was just trying to help him understand that there wasn't anything that he was going to do or say or want to do. Uh, on our field that that I was going to be against. And I think, um, you know, there's, there's been friction in the past, um, you know, from, from different places or different people that he's been with. Um, you know, obviously, he's, he's one of those guys that the media follows around. He's, 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 he's very opinionated. Um, he states his opinion. And, and so I, I think from, from our end, it was really just trying to make him comfortable trying to get him to understand that you know like really any kind of um you know anything at all whether it was was really analytical or scientific in nature or just sort of off the wall so to speak uh probably wasn't going to to ruffle our feathers any so that that was a good starting point for us in 2019 and 2020 um really uh, kind of shift focused on i wanted him to have fun because i i think that was something that that kind of lacked um you know just Just overall, like he, he tries so hard and does so much that I think he forgot about the, the, this is a kid's game and and it's, it's meant to be played that way, even though there are high stakes and there's a lot of money and a lot of uh, pressure involved. I I thought that that was, was something that, you know, probably his psyche and the way he was approaching things. I, I thought that was definitely an ingredient that he would need. I think then past that, it was balancing out, um you know, sort of his scientific mind. I mean, you know, if you talk to Trevor about pretty much anything, um, you know, he is going in his mind going to go analytical um, for the most part on you, and and that's fine. Um, obviously, it served him very, very well. And, um, you know, certainly when we wanted to feed him all of that, and that's probably where Caleb came in, the, you know, the most. I think for, for my part, it was showing him the other side of the game. Um, it was showing him you know, that there is an art to it and that it doesn't have to always have a number attached to it and that, that there can be some freedom in the way that he thinks and the way that he approaches the game. So that that probably is the, the story, um, at least um, the way I saw it for the last year and a half with, with him and, and my relationship.
0: Do you find yourself, I, I know that you, you treat each pitcher on an individual basis and one conversation with one pitcher might be different from another. When you're particularly talking about analytics, you might not go as deep with one guy, but Trevor is so smart. Do you have to, do you find yourself having to up your game even <laughs> when you talk
4: to him? Yeah, and that's a great, that's a great thing. I mean, you know, when you think of it that way, it, it makes you, hopefully, it makes you a better coach too. Um, you know, because a, a lot of these guys, and this isn't taking anything away from, from any of our players. I mean, obviously, we have some really intelligent, bright young guys that are uh, really elite at what they do. Um, I, I think probably you could put Trevor in a special category, though. And and I think that you, you can't just throw something up against the wall and hope that it sticks with him. Um, because if you throw something out there, you know, he is going to check your work. Um, and, and so it, it does sort of make you – it either – it either paralyzes you with fear and saying, hey, I'm not going to say anything at this point, or um, it, it does make you at least you know, challenge yourself to, to go as far as you can and make sure that what you're telling him you, know, you think is correct as, as it can be.
3: You touched on it when you're talking about him not having as much fun. You didn't feel like he was having as much fun in 2019 when he came over from the Indians. Was that the only difference you saw from last year? to this year, uh, and, and and what was it? I mean, what, what what do you think really stood out?
4: Well, he told me that. I, I mean, that, that was actually just a conversation that he and I had. It was after a game in 2019, and we, we were the only two guys left in the, the clubhouse, and he and I sat in the kitchen and just kind of talked for, for really a couple of hours, and, and it stuck with me. I mean, it stuck with me the rest of that year. It stuck with me into to the following year. You know, like this, this guy is, he's searching for the golden chalice, if you will, and then searching for all of these answers. And then sort of in the short term of things, you know, it didn't seem like he was, was having any sort of fun with it either. Uh, you, you know, so that was, that was something that stuck with me through the winter and going into spring training. I think on the physical side of things, um, you know, there's really kind of two simple things that, that we talked about. And I think that that really helped. And it's not going to allow anyone, um, but that's just it. Like, that's the cool part about baseball, I think. The first and foremost thing that, that we, we challenged him with literally was getting ahead in the count uh, because we, we noticed that really whatever year it was and however well he, he had done, the one thing that, that stuck out is when he gets ahead of hitters, it's over. And, you know, you can see that, um, like I said, year to year, month to month, you could just see that And when he, when he was behind. Uh, it seemed like things didn't go quite as well, and you could say that about every every pitcher on the planet. I know that, but for him, I think it was because he's so analytically oriented and searching for all of this stuff, he sort of forgot about like just root, elementary things that that make sense. So, you know, getting ahead in the count um, was was really a, a pretty big initiative for us in in terms of like what he was doing in the first spring training, what he was doing in summer camp. And that certainly bled over into the, the season because it just it made his life easier. Um, his pitches are so elite. He, he does have nasty enough stuff to where once he gets to two strikes, I think he can make hitters, um, you know, do some things that they don't want to do. The other thing, um, which really you know to me is just pitching, is to not not feel like he's stuck in, to, to being in one area with with his pitches. Um, we do a lot of homework. He's done a lot of homework. On where we should throw the pitches, where they act the best, where um, you know where where they fly the best, the movement and, and that sort of thing. We do a lot of homework on that. I think every team does now. Uh, but I, I think the other side of that is just making sure that um, you know that he he's dispersing his pitches throughout the zone, B- because all I know is that the the more pieces of the zone he can hit, and the more he makes hitters responsible for those areas, the tougher it's going to be for them to hit it. So. That was sort of the other factor. You you saw him pitch uh, a little bit more down and away um, at times, especially to righties. He used a a down and away fastball at times um, to both sides or to both hands. And, you know, I I think it kind of got him unstuck with his fastball. We wanted him to throw the ball inside, uh, up and into righties a little bit more, which uh, he did a pretty good job of. And then, you know, also just kind of taking his other pitches and saying, okay, you know, what makes sense? to a generic left-handed hitter or a generic right-handed hitter and, you know, kind of creating a plan with that. And, and he took it and ran. I mean, you know, the, the work he put on that was really extensive, and it it was it paid off. I mean, it, it was obvious that he was doing those things as the season went on.
3: We're visiting with Reds pitching coach Derek Johnson. we got to get to a break. Derek, you mind sticking around for a little bit longer? Yeah, you got it. All right, we're, we'll continue this conversation when we return. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF on the Reds Radio Network.
2: Discover the possibilities with Cincinnati Reds special events. With spaces perfect for meetings, team building, parties, weddings, and more, Great American Ballpark affords opportunities to create safe and memorable experiences. Our staff follows all the protocols to keep your guests safe, and our large areas allow plenty of room for social distancing. Upgrade your next event to a big league experience. Visit Reds.com slash events.
3: Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. The Reds Hall of Fame and a Museum presented by Dinsmore is proud to present the Johnny Bench Home Run Collection. Each home run is autographed by Johnny and delivered in a deluxe display with a photo collage and certificate of ownership. Details on the Johnny Bench Home Run Collection available at redsmuseum.org. We continue our conversation now with Reds pitching coach Derek Johnson. We've been talking quite a bit about uh, Trevor Bauer, but let's talk about some of these other... Uh, see, some, Words are hard. Let's talk about some of the other arms uh, that the Reds have. Uh, I, I want to ask you a little bit about Hunter Green. You probably haven't seen him a ton. Uh, he was brought to the alternate site kind of late in the year last year. But but what are you getting? What are the reports you're getting on him as far as the progress that he was able to make in a very very unique uh, 2020 season?
4: Yeah, and I think you have to actually go back a little further, you know, because he was coming off injury, and so it's probably been even more unique for him. Um, you know and and don't know whether it's a it, it was a good thing or a bad thing uh, but just saying that like his circumstances have been pretty unique you know just in general for the last couple of years but you know th- this is a a young man that um, obviously we all have a, a lot of high hopes for and and you know feel like he's um gaining some traction and and probably won't really know anything until he he pitches competitively again but you know the the one thing I can point to um, that I feel really comfortable about is you know sort of our our development group, uh, our our minor league pitching coaches. Um, they they've done a lot of work through this sort of uh, this delay. Um, you, you know they've been put through the paces and uh, they've had to learn a lot of different things, maybe that that they didn't know before in terms of. Um, you know some some tech that we're using and and some terminology and and you know just basic um, basic inventory of coaching, and, and they've done a really good job. I'm I'm really kind of proud and happy of where where I think that is, and I, I just trust that our our development group is going to help him. You know pretty much every step of the way. I know that they've developed relationships with him already. You know even in the the, the face of not being able to play any games. Um, and and I think that they're, they're starting to make some progress with him and, and, you know, what a talented guy, I mean, it's, it's obvious you see him and, you know, he, he's built like, like no other, and you're just looking at him every time he throws the ball, you're intrigued by the way it looks. And so, you know, from, from our end of things, we think, you know, he's, he's close, um, you know, and when you say when, when, when someone's close, you also have to keep in mind that. Uh, he doesn't have a ton of of pro innings under his belt, and he's only 21 or 22 years old. So this guy's not very old yet either. Um, so we we do have to give him due time and due course, but uh, really excited about the possibilities and what he he may bring to us here soon. Derek, today,
0: Michael Lorenzen on MLB <laughs> Radio. Are you, he he chuckles already. Uh, yeah. He he told them that he would he's going to show up to spring training as a starter. And in his opinion, he believes he will end the season as a starter. Do you have those plans set out yet?
4: Why not? I mean, no, you, you know, I, I love, I love what he said because it, it is what's on his heart and what's on his mind, and um, that's how he he's going to train. And you know, we have talked about it internally. We've talked about it to him some as well. And you know, I, I would say that I, I couldn't really commit any sort of information at this point because it, it would be too early and premature to do so, but. You know, I I can say that the idea of that certainly has run around in our heads, you know, ever since we saw him start those couple of games here uh, in 2020. um, He definitely wants to. It's something that, um, you you know, if you're looking at free agency this year, who knows what's going to happen there. So, um, you know, I think it's nice to have um, plenty of options, and he's definitely one of those. Uh, You know, and, and I think that's probably the good part for us right now as it stands is that we do have a couple of guys, you know, that that we could, could give the ball to in those situations and feel like, you know, potentially we could find another starter. Um, so, you know, in, in my mind, too, free agency, it's always a little bit easier to maybe find bullpen arms than it is that really, you know, quality starter that everyone's looking for. So if we have someone homegrown, in-house, ready to go, you know, that certainly takes some, you know, some pressure off of us. So, I would just leave it as it's definitely a possibility. It's something that we've all talked about, can't commit to anything at this point um but but certainly you, you know uh, an option for us uh you know as we go through this.
3: running short on time, but wrapping things up with Red's pitching coach derek johnson t j antone looked awfully good this season as well what what it really stood out to you about him and and where do you feel like he's at and in is his future as a starter as well?
4: Yeah, he'd be another guy that we'd have to consider in that, that kitty of people. And, and you know, the, the best thing uh, about P.J., he wanted a pitch. He wanted the ball. Um, his breaking stuff was very good. I think we've got to take another step with his fastball, which really, uh, you know, isn't anything that he doesn't know as well. And, you know, some of that's mostly, I think, command-oriented. But, yeah, again, like another guy that you look at and say, okay, you know, this is an option for us um, that, that fits that mold. So, uh, really excited about him too great kid, great worker uh, actually kind of Trevor was a guy that took him under his wing, and I think he you know he got better because of that as well excellent,
3: Derek, thanks so much for the time. Certainly appreciate it you got it guys take care you as well that is red 's pitching coach Derek Johnson joining us on uh, the reds hot stove league today so thanks to derek for coming on with us and uh, we'll have a chance probably to take your phone calls a little bit later on as well so give us a call 513-749-7000 pound 700 for at&t customers and 1-800 the big one those are the phone numbers if you want to get involved in the reds hot stove league still a lot to get to we'll hear from reds assistant pitching coach and director of pitching caleb cotham right now Let's pay some bills. This is the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF on the Reds Radio Network. Right free call, change up, got him looking, and Mercado is punched out. Eight strikeouts for Luis Castillo through four. Garrett sets, he deals the pitch. Swing and a miss, struck him out with a slider over the inside corner at the knees. And down on strikes, Frazier. The Pirates leave him loaded, and we go to the seventh.
2: Swing and a miss. Print him now. Strike three as Garcia is in the books. And on the back of the mound, as Trevor Bauer appears to be tipping a bud after the strikeout of Garcia, raises his hand to his mouth, tilts his head back, and underlines the letters B-U-D-S.
3: One, two. Swing and a miss. Romine strikes out on a breaking ball down and away, and that is career strikeout number 1000 for Sonny Gray. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser and UDF, Sonny Gray there you heard getting his 1000th strikeout this season, a Vanderbilt product, we just talked to a former Vanderbilt pitching coach and Derek Johnson, now the Reds pitching coach and now it's time to welcome in another Vandy product and that is Reds assistant pitching coach and director of pitching Caleb Cotham, Caleb thanks so much for being on with us today as uh, we talk some Reds pitching, of course day we hope we find out that Trevor Bauer is the National League Cy Young Award winner, uh, there there is a Reds uh, takeover of Vanderbilt products on this team. We've got Sonny Gray, you, Derek, Kurt a Vandy guy. That's got to be that's gonna be fun to have so many Vandy guys in one place in a big league clubhouse.
2: Yeah, there's a
5: lot of a lot of black and gold walking around the clubhouse. Yeah, I mean it's fun. It, there's familiarity there. It's um, it's you, you know you, you kind of know who Sonny is coming in. Obviously, I know DJ. So there's. There's a good runway there to kind of just get the ball rolling right away. But it, 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 it's been a lot of fun.
0: Trevor Bauer, uh, we are waiting moments away. They'll have the announcement if he's a Cy Young Award winner. You're not far removed from when you were wearing a Reds uniform. And uh, you're, if they're talking about the analytical side of it, it you are the go-to guy. Um, but with Trevor, did you find yourself even learning things from him as a coach? Oh, no question. I, yeah,
5: you know, it was such a blessing to be around him and just get a front row seat to his process. And I know, you know, he can talk about it better than I can. But the the amount of attention to detail uh, Trevor has, and you know, all the things he goes through to make sure he's not missing anything, whether it's you know deep diving his biomechanics, the pitch physics, you know, drawing blood, or you know all these metrics he tracks on himself. I I found myself learning from him way more than. Probably I was teaching him, but I, I think it was, it just created a cool environment that, you know, there was there was really really good conversations that were pretty deep. They, I think, um, we we did a good job of challenging Trevor, and Tre- Trevor for sure challenged us. And I think when you get to that, you know, that point where you kind of have that understanding about some of these things, I think the conversations moving forward are really really meaningful. So, yeah, I was I was very blessed to be around him and. Um, He for sure challenges you. I think he he wants to be coached, but he's also really intelligent and he's thought about these things really deeply. So yeah, I mean, it's what you want as a coach, like that challenge and Trevor for sure gives you that challenge, which was awesome.
3: There's so much more that goes into pitching now than just uh, balls and strikes and and breaking balls and fastballs and changeups. That you you talk about the biomechanics. We, we hear so much about spin rates. At what point did you kind of realize and really take an interest in that side of pitching, just just beyond the basics? As as things got deeper.
5: Yeah, and I, I think it's just part of my story and how I had to do it as a player. Yeah, you know, I just through injuries and you know just losing some some movement quality or how i was throwing the ball like i just had to do that for myself so i found out or i went and found driveline and it kind of sent me on a trajectory that um is a big part of why i'm here today and it's just how i had to do it to like stay in the game and it helped me stay in the game for a while and you know the first day that i was at driveline i think i was the second pro guy to ever go there and you know once you see it it's like you're ruined to what you've known and i being with DJ at Vanderbilt, we were, we were privy to the cutting edge then. And it's, it's, it's just how pitching is like, it's, it's just always changing. But once you see something like that, where you can peel back the the layers of that onion and you're like, wow, there's just a lot more to this. Um, There's just a lot more things you can account for and, you know, control that help you succeed. And we can kind of triangulate some of those things better than we ever have. And that doesn't take away from, you got to go out there and, be really good at competing and getting out. But there's just certain things now that we can do that help that um, in-game performance.
0: Got a, uh, I guess, a weird question for you, Caleb. Uh, <laughs> Actually, it's not very weird. But, uh, you know, we all worry about the growth of the game and the layman fan, if you will, uh, scared away by analytics, by not understanding analytics. If you were to meet one of these layman fans or a group of fans, and they say, I would like to learn about analytics, but I'm not even sure where to start. In your mind, where's a fan like that start?
5: Well, I think it's, it's, part like, one part, there's a book actually called The Book, which was one of the first ones I read, um, and it kind of just breaks down some of these, like, more advanced statistics, kind of how it attributes back to you know, some of these, the, the tenants of, should you shift and bunt? And I, and I think the, the rub, I mean, you can go to fan graphs. I think baseball savant for me visually is really cool. It's baseball com. They do a really good job of having the definitions at the bottom of the pages. Cause I, I think the analytics, like everything kind of is analytics, like batting average is an analytic, right? So it's, it's just numbers. And I think we've progressively gotten better at, you know, attributing what actually happened. So for me, in a lot of ways, like going through the fan graphs, going, looking at the baseball savant, seeing how good these players are really at the end of the day, like to me, it makes the game more beautiful. It makes the game more compelling. Um, this, this strategy component of the shifts and, you know, is the batter going to make an adjustment? Like, I think the the quicker you can get that it's just another way of saying kind of the same thing. We're just, it's a tougher ask as, as the game evolves, but there's still beauty in, you know, playing the game. And that's what we talk about a lot. It's like, that's, that part will never go away. It's just the players. Now they have a, they have a tough, tough time. The pitchers are better. The hitters are better. So they need better information. And it's kind of the evolution of anything like the four minute mile. So once you know, I'm going to get shifted and here's why, and I do a little digging as a fan, then I appreciate even more the guy that, you know, can lay down the bond or does go the other way or the guy that hits it over him because he's that good. Uh, But for me, baseball savant would probably be the one place. Uh, There's so many clicks and rabbit holes. You can go down that website and they make it visually appealing. And you can see a lot of these things with the definitions attached to it. Um, They make it um, pretty easy to, to conceptualize because of the visuals.
3: Caleb, certainly appreciate the time. Thanks so much for joining us. And, uh, I guess we'll sit here and and figure out if Trevor Bauer does, in fact, win the Cy Young Award. Thanks so much for the time. Certainly appreciate it. Have a great offseason.
5: Awesome. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, Uh,
3: Caleb. That is Caleb Cotham, the Reds' assistant pitching coach and director of pitching uh, for the Reds. And we are about to find out whether or not Trevor Bauer is, in fact, the National League Cy Young Award winner. Want to see your name and lights commemorate your special occasion with a message on the Great American Ballpark Scoreboard. For a limited time, you can customize messages to display on the scoreboard for a donation to the Reds Community Fund. Digital and photo options available for this once-in-a-lifetime keepsake. Visit Reds.com gift messages to get yours. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF on the Reds Radio Network. The 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He blew a fastball by him right there for his 12th strikeout. You
2: could tell in the at bat, the more breaking balls that Bauer threw, the more that Austin Riley slowed down his eyes a bit, trying to make contact with that breaking ball. Once you do that, it is awfully difficult to catch up to a heater. A one-two pitch. Strike three
3: called. 11 punchouts for Trevor Bauer. Right on the outside corner, fastball of beauty to strike out Key Brian Hayes.
2: Swing and a miss. Print them now. Strike three as Garcia is in the books. And on the back of the mound, as Trevor Bauer appears to be tipping a bud after the strikeout of Garcia, raises his hand to his mouth, tilts his head back, and underlines the letters B. U-D-F. Ours 2-2 pitch.
3: Strike three called fastball right over the outside corner at the knees. And here is punched out for the third time tonight. Hat trick for the Brewers second baseman. And that is 12 strikeouts for Trevor Bauer. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League. Presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser and U-D-F. With Jim Day, I'm Tommy Thrall, and we are just about to find out if it is Trevor Bauer, Yu Darvish, or Jacob DeGrom that will win the National League Cy Young Award uh, for 2020. And if it is indeed Trevor Bauer, he would be the first Reds pitcher in team history to accomplish that feat. Jim, this is, uh, this
0: is kind of exciting. They're keeping us in suspense here. They're milking this show for... <laughs> All it's worth, but you know you got an hour, and well, apparently now we're going to bring in (laughs) one of the greatest ever. Do it, Greg Maddox. There's nothing better than uh, radio while watching TV. That's it. We've, we've done a lot of that, haven't we? <laughs> but it is what it is. Hey, the Hot Stove League is Wednesday 6 to 7. It's always right. been that way. So That is the way it goes. So uh, we wait just as you
3: do. And as soon as we find out, we will pass along the information. And uh, certainly exciting to find out whether or not Trevor Bauer, after finishing with a remarkable 2020 season, is the National League Cy Young Award winner. Certainly deserving. He led the National League in ERA, WHIP, opponent batting average, opponent BABIP, uh, ERA plus Hits per nine. Uh, he was second in strikeouts, which was remarkable. Uh, he finished with 100 strikeouts. Uh, he was also second in the National League in strikeouts per nine. And it is, in fact, Trevor Bauer, the first ever Red to win the National League Cy Young Award. Congratulations to Trevor Bauer. Certainly a big night for him. This is something, Jim, uh, that that he has had his eyes on for a long time.
0: You know, I like guys. That, he is so honest. You ask someone normally, is Cy Young Award one of your goals? Oh, no, no. If that just comes along, it's a team game. He's like, yeah, absolutely. It's been one of my goals. It's on, on the top of the list. I want to win a Cy Young Award. And he's now won a Cy Young Award and earned it. People are going to say, okay, 2020 was a shortened season. It's not like the other teams played 100 and he only played 60, or the Reds played 60. Uh, Well-deserving, very happy for him, and all the stuff that comes along with Trevor Bauer and people outside that have never met him or dealt with him or covered him, uh, you know, talk about all the negative things that have happened in the past. We didn't see any of that. No, He was terrific to work with. He was terrific to be around. Teammates loved him. Um, he was nothing but a positive.
3: And frankly, Jim, he was a guy that was fun to talk to. Anytime yeah. we got a chance to chat with him, it was really, truly a uh, a delight to talk with Trevor Bauer just because of the fact that he was going to give you an honest answer and you could talk about an array of topics. The guy is just a smart guy across the board. So congratulations to Trevor Bauer on becoming the first Reds player ever to win the National League Cy Young Award. Reds fans celebrate Trevor's win with a special limited edition t-shirt available at trevorbauer.com. A portion of the shirt proceeds will benefit the youth baseball and softball programs of the Reds Community Fund. Purchase this exclusive Trevor Bauer Cy Young t-shirt today at trevorbauer.com. We'll be back to wrap up the show. After this, it's the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF on the Reds Radio Network. <music> Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds and outfielder, well, I guess Cincinnati Reds outfielder, Shoko Akiyama and Yuya Kubo of FC Cincinnati team up on November 12th that's tomorrow via zoom to benefit the Japan America Society of Greater Cincinnati for additional information and to register for this event visit jasgc.org and we are joined now by uh, former Reds uh, president of baseball operations Dick Williams who's calling in to talk a little Baseball, uh, Dick, thanks so much for, uh, for joining us. I- I'm sure you were delighted, as everybody was, to see that uh, Trevor Bauer won the National League Cy Young Award.
6: What a thrill. You know, what a what a cap or two a great season for for him. He, he's always had a goal like that. And, I, um, you know, think back to, to the year before when we traded for him and, and uh, you know, how close we came to that trade not happening uh, if you remember that night of the trade deadline and Pui getting uh, in the dust up and and all that drama that that followed and and how close we came to not being able to pull off that trade, but Trevor made quite an impact in his his year here. You know, they talk about the stats when they when they give that award, and um, but there's a lot of intangibles that those Cy Young award winners tend to have, and and, and Trevor had it—a good teammate and a guy that made the team better.
3: Well, we we were talking about it, and and, and you know there was always the word that there was so much baggage that came with him. We we, we were talking about it. You just didn't see that with him. Did
6: you? I I didn't. I mean, you know, he, uh, he's an acquired taste for some people, you know, the, with the social media presence and all that, but really that's the way the game's going. A lot of players are, are expanding their presence on social media. Um, you know, he's not afraid to tell it like it is, but, uh, he always had his teammates back and around the clubhouse um man the coaches loved uh, the way he worked they, they could use a staff of Trevor Bowers
3: well Dick thanks so much for the time certainly appreciate you calling in we are out of time uh so I guess you got a little more time to hit the links these days yeah. huh
6: <laughs> well you wouldn't know it you wouldn't know it, by the way I'm hitting the ball but it's great <laughs> to hear you guys voices I hope uh I hope I'm, I'm not a stranger in, in the future and uh Love to talk baseball with you sometime.
3: Well, certainly, uh, certainly not. Love, love to talk baseball anytime. So thanks so much for calling in. Thanks for listening while you were watching the ceremony as well. Appreciate that.
2: <laughs> Take care.
0: <laughs> hey, by the way, how about Ohio? Shane Bieber wins the American League Cy Young. Cincinnati's Trevor Bauer wins OHIO. That's right. <laughs> it's a good. It was a clean sweep.
3: Clean sweep for the state of Ohio. We're out of time. And I'm out of voice, apparently.
6: That's, you want me to wrap up the that's, show, that's, Tommy, that's all, that's all we got okay,
3: okay. for the Reds' hot stove League. <laughs> Big thanks to Dick Williams for calling in. Uh, completely unexpected. Also, thanks to Derek Johnson and Caleb Cotham for Jim Day. And the broadcast sheriff, Dave Keaton. I'm Tommy Thrall. Good night.